friends, and welcome to another episode of Offbeat Grad. My name is Sam, and we are here on another Thursday doing productive stuff like the cool people we are. So anyway, it's Thursday. Actually, it's not. It's Tuesday for me, and I'm going on a trip tomorrow, and you should be following along on Instagram at SamanthaBility, but in case you're not, that's cool too. Um, so I'm out here. I'm recording this in advance, and I wanted to start by letting you know that there will not be an episode for the next two weeks, as I am traveling, and I didn't want to pre-record. So if you do want to hear my beautiful voice, you can do that by listening to Unrecommended, the Bad Book Podcast, which just Google it like you do everything else, and then you can hear me talk about some bad books. But in the meantime, you get to hear me talking with my sick people voice because I have this disease where I get sick every time I go somewhere. Like every time I'm planning a trip, I get sick. I just, it's my hobby. It's just my passion in life. It's like my body knows and it's like, how can we self-sabotage? Like, let's get this started. Like, let's get the ball rolling so that when she's sitting on that 10-hour flight, she's the most annoying person coughing. So can't wait for that. Um, (laughs) It's what happens to me every single gosh darn time. Don't tell me to take vitamin C. I already know. And it's all one big scam. So I'm talking like Nasal McGee over here and there's nothing I can do about it. So live with it. Anyway, today I wanted to talk about one of my posts that I recently published on SamanthaBility when I did this like posting spree back when I felt motivated. I felt motivated for like two hours and I was like, I gotta take advantage of this because that never happens. So I basically posted three times on SamanthaBility like back to back to back all in one sitting and they're long posts. So I want you all to just admire my effort. Anyway, I did this post called the highest paid freelance writing niches, but this would definitely apply to literally any type of freelancing niche, whether you're like a designer or even just like a VA or web design, whatever, it all applies here. And I have given a lot of thought to these because I need money and I have always sort of thought that was really important when choosing a niche because when I first started freelance writing, I was a dum-dum. I was like, I'm going to write about lifestyle, quote-unquote. I'm going to be a travel writer. So I can hear everyone cringing at this just like I am because they, they just don't pay. And I don't know, it makes sense because that's pretty low-level content that you don't really need a lot of skill to write it. Like, not to say that there aren't really great lifestyle blogs and things like that or travel websites. There definitely is. But the issue is, <laughs> they're a dime a dozen, and it's really easy to find people who want to write about this and who are capable of writing about those things. So when you choose a niche, you need something you're interested in, but also something that pays. And note, I did not say you need experience in it. That's the key word. You don't need that experience. Unlike every entry-level job, you can sort of make it up as you go. <laughs> Basically, just learn as you go definitely applies here, but you're going to want to know where to even learn. So that's what we're talking about today. So I'm going to talk about the 10 highest paid freelance writing niches, but also just everything niche it. So check, I just said Nietzsche, like the philosopher. I'm so sorry. Anyway, so as I said before, you don't need any gosh darn experience. You just need a blog or a website of some form. I have a whole guide for that. And you should also just have some samples. So if you find one of these and you're like, that is my calling in life, 
just make some samples <laughs> in whatever capacity you can. Um, you can work for free for short-term projects. You can work for low-paid or volunteer services or just make some stuff up. And that's all you have to do. So these are in no particular order, so don't be like jotting them down in order because that will mean nothing. But the first one is tech, tech, I said tech writing, but I mean tech work in general. So I mean, in the technical industry, you can be expect, be expected, wow, I'm good at speaking. You can be expected to get paid the most. This isn't a surprise. This is the same way it works in the real world, whatever that is. Um, people who have a lot of technical skills usually can command a higher rate. So in the freelancing world, I'm talking about things like back-end and front-end web development, app development, web design, user experience, tech tools. Like there's a whole niche which isn't even making tech tools. It's just like talking about tech tools and reviewing them, creating guides, whatever, stuff like that. Um, software as a service, which is SaaS. Um, application and software reviews. Once again, I just said that, but like more specifically uh, software reviews and technical guides. So like technical writing, which could mean like writing an owner's manual or writing like tutorials or writing like the really technical stuff. Like there's nothing creative about it. So if you have coding experience, developing experience, like hands-on working with business and technology tools like this could be a great fit for you and if it is congratulations you're gonna make so much money um, I write a lot about technical things but I try to gear towards what I actually know I've definitely done stuff about what I don't know but I focus mostly on front-end web, de web development um, WordPress Shopify like e-commerce um, the tech tools all enwrapped in that I'm pretty confident with so I will I will write about those a lot but that is one of the most highly recommended niches if you can do it. Next is B2B guides and informative articles. So beyond just writing here, B2B in general, just being in that industry is gonna command a higher rate. So B2B, if you don't know, is business to business. Major pro tip here, if you find yourself in a gosh darn job interview, if you can somehow slip in the term B2B, I guarantee you, you will get that job. I have tested this so many times and it always works. I don't know. I did it once in a job interview, in a group interview. I just pulled out B2B and it was like, everyone can just leave because we're done now. And I got the job. So y'all know. So <laughs> that's a great tip that you didn't know you were getting today, but now you have it. So B2B could mean things like marketing tips, professionals or service-based guides, human resources, business software, startups, crowdfunding, like all of that goes along with B2B. And if you could find any way to make that work for you, then do it because it's always more profitable to market to businesses than to market to consumers, which is B2C. So the next one is cybersecurity. This is something I had never given much thought to until I started freelance writing and I became abundantly clear. That's not a phrase. It became abundantly clear that there's a lot of opportunity for people who know about cybersecurity and it isn't complicated, guys. This is an easy one. Cybersecurity has a field growth rate of 28% a year. So it's like crazy in demand and you probably know why because literally look around you. No one's data is secure. We're all throwing our data into the void. So a lot of businesses are looking to either market security tools or like create applications that 
that make businesses safer or a lot of consumer protection agencies are actually trying to protect consumer data. There's so much to do with this, whether you work on the technical side or like the education side or customer service, whatever. So all these topics include business online security, like how can businesses stay safe? And that also includes things like regulations. There are so many gosh darn security regulations, especially if you get into like online stores or different countries, like, oh, it's a mess. So like, even just like knowing the basics of that, you're already ahead of the game. Next, application monitoring. So this is like to make sure your application or software isn't hacked. Um, it's not that complicated. To under I write about this a lot. It's, it's not as complicated as it sounds. Um, consumer cybersecurity. So like for regular everyday people, how do you protect your privacy online? Um, online security tools and software, of course, um, and then website security. So just like blog owners, website owners, just how to keep your website secure. So this is a whole new world of options. And if any of those interest you, I highly suggest just learning the basics. You could understand a lot about cybersecurity pretty quickly. It's not a super complex topic unless you're really, really going into the technical side of things. So it's a really great place to be if you're thinking of expanding. I would highly recommend looking into that. Next, the fourth thing is cryptocurrency. So this is a really technical topic. It's We're not talking about cryptocurrency, just like, I know how to buy Bitcoin, which is sometimes I have bought Bitcoin and I once made a lot of money on it twice because I bought it my freshman year of college. Don't ask why. You don't want to know. And then <laughs> I bought it and I forgot about it. And I, I must have had like $20 in some kind of account. And then I logged in like randomly three years later and I had several hundred dollars and then I forgot to withdraw and I waited even longer. I got like a lot of money out of this. So I still give money to Bitcoin and, and Ethereum and all of them because I'm like waiting for it to happen again. It won't happen again. Um, I missed the big time when it, a few years ago, it really spiked and I missed that because I'm a dumb dumb. So if I knew more about cryptocurrency, I wouldn't have been a dumb dumb, but I did make money out of it. So cryptocurrency topics include things like blockchain, which, ooh, throw the word blockchain in a job interview, any, any context, doesn't matter. And you've got that job. Um, I write a lot about blockchain. Do I understand it? Like maybe 70%. I don't know. I get it enough. Uh, disruptive innovation, Ethereum, um, initial coin offerings, ICOs, crypto market trends, and then like data mining. So all of those <laughs> go under this. Um, they're a little complicated. I'm, I'm not going to lie. This is one of the most complicated ones. 10 out of 10 recommend looking up blockchain. It's basically a secure transaction. So it's becoming really popular with like banks, lawyers, literally everyone. So <laughs> it's a really big business term. Just throw it out there. You'll sound really smart. Next fifth is e-commerce. So whether you're writing about e-commerce or helping e-commerce businesses, this is huge. Because even though Amazon is like dominating, we can all agree that like e-commerce is the future. Like who wants to go shop at the store? Not me. So retail is becoming less common and so many people are shopping online. So there's so much to do when it comes to helping e-commerce stores do that. So you can write product titles, descriptions, copywriting, marketing, the blog posts, social media, email marketing, and then there's also all the backend stuff. And there's also just like product development or drop shipping, all of this. So if you're like an entrepreneur at heart, like this is probably for you. Um, it's also really fun and you can really leverage a high rate if you know how to target like the top e-commerce stores. I definitely would say to stay away from drop shippers and like the cheapos. But if, if you have your eye on the prize, there's, there's money to be made. 
Next is number six. I have email marketing writer written down here. So this one is pretty much just for writing. But if you can write a good email, like you are golden because no one wants to sit there and write email marketing campaigns, selling sequences, education sequences. It takes a lot of time and also you need to know a lot about how users interact with email because it's not the same as a blog post. So specializing in email marketing is a way to really diversify and stand out as a freelance writer because people don't necessarily have all those skills. They might be great at writing blogs, but not so good at the email marketing. So it helps to do both or just do one. Um, on the other side of things, you could design emails or design graphics for emails or just help people optimize tools like MailChimp or ConvertKit. Things like that could also work as well. Number seven is case study writer. Again, this is pretty much only for writers, but it could also be for researchers or virtual assistants. So a case study is a lot different than a blog post or other types of writing. So specializing in this is really going to help you get higher paying clients. So case studies are more technical, but they're also known as a customer success story. So it's basically a real life experience that a customer had with a product or service and it's a huge way to sell products. So businesses will pay a lot of money for a writer or just a researcher who can really bring out the best of these case studies. So that would include software success stories, statistics and research, or product success stories. So if you just learn how to make a customer case study, there's so many samples and templates you can just check literally right now and you might be like, hey, I could do this. And then you can, hooray, now you're rich. Number eight is to write ebooks. So I don't mean like that weird phase that we had a few years ago after Fifty Shades of Grey was popular when everyone was writing like a dino porn. We're not talking about that. We're talking about just writing ebooks, usually for businesses, because a lot of businesses, myself included, will provide freebies for their users to download in exchange for getting on the mailing list. It's a thing, tailored all the time. And Writing an ebook is hard and a lot of people don't have the time for it, but they know they need one, so they will pay you to write them one. So if you're willing to sit down and write like a five to a hundred page ebook and you can really cover a topic in detail, then this could be right for you. Um, you need to be ready for that long haul. Um, but if you are, you can get the big, the big bucks. Um, aside with that, a lot of people are looking for, um, on the technical side, people to format ebooks, like maybe setting them up for like Kindle and things like that, or even marketing ebooks. So there's a lot of different ways to take this. Next is grant writing. So this is basically for just nonprofit programs and local organizations. Um, this is again, a super specific type of writing or just sourcing. So sometimes they'll need someone to literally find the sources for the grants. But basically, local small businesses and even large national nonprofits need, they need someone to write these grants for them because if they don't get a good enough grant, they're not going to get the money and obviously they want that. So while the local and small um, nonprofits probably don't have a budget for this at all, <laughs> the larger ones definitely do and they can pay several thousands of dollars for a skilled proposal. So. If you want to start with some unpaid grant writing opportunities, you could build a portfolio and move on from there. Last but not least, we have white paper writing. So what this means is just, it's just like a more sophisticated form of content marketing. So they're usually really research focused and they're not intended for just like regular blogs, but they're made for industry publications and that's why they're worth so much money. So white papers aren't usually just like 
how to have a better day, five productivity tools. It's more like industry trends or technology solutions or comparing best practices or like industry-wide changes or research. So there's a lot of different sides to this story. Basically, there's researchers needed, there's marketers and PR people who get those white papers out there, and then there's also the writers who write them. So all of those things will help you become a better freelancer. So how do you even know which one of those 10 high-paying ones are right for you? So first of all, your experience. Are you related to these in any way? Do you have interest in coding? Have you written a white paper before? Have you written an ebook before? If you've done anything like that, then it will be easier to find which one's right for you. Remember, it doesn't need to be an exact fit. If you have any kind of jumping off point, that's fine. Like, I used to work for an agency where I would write emails. Before I did that, I didn't know what I was doing when I was writing emails. They were bad. And now, because I got a little bit of practice in, like, no, I didn't have five years of email marketing experience, but I, I could do it. And so, from there, I just kept learning, and now I feel really confident charging for email marketing. So, that's basically all you do. But I would really recommend you niche down. So, don't try to be everything for everyone. It's okay to choose a few things if they're, like, a close fit. Like, I'm a technology writer with the focus on, like, cryptocurrency. Fine, those are related. But don't be like, I'm a technology writer, and I also do nonprofit grant writing. Like, no thanks. That's weird. Just choose one so that you can really specialize in it, and you'll have more samples, and you'll be able to find better clients. So that's all fun, and games, and nobody gets hurt. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm sick. So I now want to recommend that you all read the full post for way more information than I just shared with you. And hopefully you found a niche here that interests you and you're not like, that sounds horrible. I hate all of these. Why can't I be a travel writer? And you can. I would just recommend you start your own blog, which I also did. So I did become a travel blogger after all. I want you all to know that. This has a happy ending. And I've actually found that like a really big passion for digital marketing and technology writing. So look at me go. Happy endings everywhere. Anyway, I gotta go finish up the rest of my to-do list so that I can go on my trip and do less work than I usually do. I won't see you guys for the next two weeks or talk to you, I suppose. I never see you. And I'll be sad. I'll be thinking of you all. So I hope you all have a very productive week and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.